Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by In We Go. I'm Henry Chisholm. Uh, if you hear some Kenny G playing in the background, that's because I've been on hold with Expedia for 33 minutes now, and I'm kind of getting restless, and I just kind of realized that this was my chance to get some of the podcasts done. Oh, it stopped. No, it keeps doing that. It keeps just pausing. Um, getting home from Vegas has been terrible. Uh, I finally changed my flights. Um, I spent a long time on the phone with the airline and got all the way through the process and ended up being told that I could save $6 if I just changed my flight instead of buying a new one. And so then I got frustrated and hung up and just bought my own flight. <sighs> so I'll be back in Denver soon, probably. Maybe I'll get reimbursed for some of the hotel um, I guess like DNVR will get reimbursed, but um, we'll see. So that's still going on. I'm going to have to stop this at some point, hopefully, or maybe, I don't know. They said when I was changing the, the plane tickets, I had to do it through a phone call. And because like, like they've been more lenient, they've been helping people out more because of the coronavirus and all that stuff. But they still said that they expected the wait to be like over an hour. And some people are getting waits of over two hours. So that's been fun. Um, but it's almost finished. I have the flight. I'll be in Denver at 5 a.m. on Saturday, and I'll be at the bar tomorrow afternoon. Um, also tomorrow, we're going to have Dre on the podcast. He was at the Buffs Pro Day uh, while I was here in Vegas, and he has some thoughts on some guys. So we're going to talk some about that. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of different things, too. So I'm excited to have him on. And that's the plan for tomorrow. Hopefully I see some of you at the bar. Um, I know, you know, it's like a weird thing because there's the, I forget, what is that? Social contacting, social, social distancing, definitely not social contacting. That's what you're supposed to not do. But, uh, social distancing, um, I almost feel like if we all decide like, you know what, there's 10 of us. No. I don't have the authority to talk about this. Never mind. Let's not go with the bad ideas. But if you guys are feeling up to it and totally understand if you don't, um, I'll be hanging out there, getting some work done. Hopefully, Dre will come by for the podcast. I know that he might have to stay home because, like, family stuff and the sickness. What a weird time. Could you, have, could you have imagined, like, a week ago that we'd be right here? Like, again, it's just mind-blowing how fast all of this has changed. Um, what was it? It was, it was, like, two weeks ago that the Olympic committee said they're talking about postponing the Olympics, which just sounded crazy at the time. It's like, there's no way that would happen. 
Um, it's an overreaction. And then all of a sudden, everything is just shut down. There's no concerts. There's no sports. There's no school. Oh, the music stopped. Nope, it started up again. I am still on hold. Uh, I don't know. We can talk about sports, though, because some things happen in sports. Um, well, actually, we learned that more things are not happening in sports, and that's what's really going on. Uh, so the big news is that spring practice, which is Monday, which is uh, what I was really excited for, and I know a lot of the team was really excited for, having talked to some of them, um, that will not start on Monday. It will It will potentially start... Uh, oh, it paused again. Okay, I'm going to stop listening to music. All the pauses have been fake so far. Um, it could potentially start on the 29th, I believe. Uh, so... Again, the the email we got, I'll just read it. We will not begin spring practice next week as had been planned. Schedule called for three sessions before spring break starting Monday, March 16th. Uh, we do not know if or when we will begin spring football practice. CU goes on spring break March 19th or 21st to 29th. Meetings and workouts will be determined. Number of factors still being discussed since the situation remains fluid. Some have asked about the second signing period for men's and women's basketball starts April 15th and other eligibility issues. We are waiting on NCAA slash Pac-12 on those implications. All our support services for student-athletes will remain in operation. And again, a reminder, there remains many moving parts to all aspects around this, and the situation remains fluid and ever-evolving. Um, so... Again, nobody really has firm plans. You know, the NBA is waiting 30 days, maybe a little bit more, and then reevaluating. That seems to be the most common move that we've seen. Um, see what happens in a month or so, whether we're past it, whether we all have gotten it, and so we don't need to worry about not passing it along anymore. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully we can get it calmed down. But I don't know. It's frustrating. It's scary. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see. So, Buffs football is not starting next week, and that means that uh, we aren't going to get to spend as much time with Carl Durrell. You know, actually, today, he was supposed to have a media luncheon, obviously canceled, um, and that was going to be our first chance to see him really since the introductory press conference. And, you know, for me, the way that spring practice works, so typically everybody in the media in Colorado wants a story on the beginning of spring football. And so, so day one, you have um, probably 20 reporters out there. Uh, you know, it was introductory press conference, there's maybe 60 seems like about maybe even more than that um but but quite a few it narrows down a little bit for the first day of practice and then we'll cut in half for like the second day and then the third day there will be like the the same three four of us who will be there every day the rest of the way through uh so that means it's a lot of time to get to know him and have him get to know us uh, and that was something that i looked forward to um because it, as, as soon as you start to build those relationships, then 
there's like a trust that comes with it. Like he can say more. Like he understands that we're not just trying to put him in a bad sh- spot. He doesn't come into everything thinking, okay, um, you know, there are guys in the midi- media who really are kind of maybe just out to get people. I think you guys know the same names that we all do. Um, but the people who are out there to kind of just cause problems, like they, they want to write the negative things. And that means they ask pretty pointed questions. Um, so as soon as Carl realizes that we aren't trying to do that, um, you know, me, Brian Howell from the daily camera, uh, Adam Munster Tiger from 247 or 247. Uh, he he goes into all of those press conferences with his guard down a little bit. And not because we're taking advantage of that, but he isn't just like wondering, oh, is this going to be a scary one? It's a little more free. The answers get a little bit more in depth, that kind of stuff. Um, so you start to get some real information out of him that you don't early on. Um, it's a fun process. Um, also, I mean, I was just excited to talk to him. I was excited to talk to Taylor Embry um, to hear why he came to Colorado. Um, it's disappointing for sure that we're not going to get that opportunity for at least a couple more weeks. Uh, I, I, I Again, I, I know a couple of the guys on the team are pretty disappointed, um, as you'd expect them to be. Uh, they, they all want to play football. That's what they're in Boulder for. That's what they've been working for, you know, talking, especially the guys who think that they're taking steps. Um, the guys who have put on 15 pounds since last fall. Some of the younger guys who think that they could go out and compete for a starting spot who now say, well, there went 17, 18, 20 opportunities to show the coaches what I can provide. And again, that's, that's the biggest thing that I think Colorado's losing um, you know, there, there, there are a bunch of issues that you have pushing back, uh, spring practice. I think, for example, the running back group could be really interesting. Um, even if Ashad Clayton isn't on campus yet, you still have Alex Fontenot, um, holding guys off. You have Jaron Mangum, who should be taking a pretty big step in year two. I think we all anticipate that after seeing kind of the raw tools but we need to see whether he has learned how to use them. Um, and, and he needs the reps in practice to learn how to use them. Um, finding holes, brushing off tacklers. A, a lot of what he did was kind of put his head down and just run forward. And he ran hard and he ran fast and ran a couple guys over. But he needs to have a little bit more vision, a little bit more bounce. Um, and I think he, he's another guy who, who could who could stand to put on another 10 pounds or so um, and be more of a bruising type back. Um, But we don't get to see him. Um, And I mean, we only would have gotten to see, I think there are two open practices. Maybe there were supposed to be three and who knows, maybe by the time we get to the open practices, everything will be back to normal. I wouldn't be surprised if even if the the team is practicing by then, we still don't have those open. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we all get to go to the spring game, for example, but maybe maybe a month from now, Colorado's willing to say, hey, we can start having the team meet again, we can start having them practice, but we can't expose them to a crowd. We can't expose the crowd to each other. Um, so you're, you're missing out on a lot of time. Um, and that's too bad. You know, I, I like the idea of holding off on 
spring practice until later in the spring. You know, a lot of teams are already halfway through. I think I, I, there might be a couple that have even finished up spring practice, and they're going to have a big leg up next season. But I like the idea of getting your coaching staff together, um, getting guys built up as much as you can in the weight room, and then throw them out on the field late. Um, and again, they didn't really plan to have to change so much of the coaching staff, but I, I did like the call at the time. Um, oh, by the way, I was 44 minutes into that call to Expedia, and the phone like crashed, the call crashed, and then I tried to call back, and they said technical difficulties, so their whole phone network just gave up. So that was fun. Um, yeah, there's some problems now for sure, um, especially for a team with a new coaching staff. You know, because the meetings are obviously canceled too, because that's just as bad as practice. You know, the rule is like there's no contact. Like the players can't get together and practice, and obviously that means you can't just go to the meeting room and talk because it's the exact same thing as practicing. Um, so that's going to really hurt, especially when we don't really know what this offense is, um, how much the terminology is going to change probably pretty significantly. Um, I think we all wanted to see big jumps defensively. We thought that they could build on what they did at the end of last season. Uh, It's part of the reason Tyson Summers was retained, I think, is just because they wanted to keep building what they were building instead of changing course and forcing guys to learn a new uh, complex playbook. That's going to be a lot tougher. Uh, you, You can send the playbook home with guys and say, come back. Um, in three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, whenever we're able to actually start practice and know this playbook. But that's tough because those kids probably need some help studying um, and the coaches likely can't provide it. Um, I, I do think that we heard they are planning to meet again. Um, maybe next monday uh oh wow i i can't remember if that was an email or tweet um so so they do have their next meeting with the team planned it might be the monday after is that next week spring break doesn't matter um but but that's kind of where things stand there um i do think it hurts the buffs a lot more than it's going to hurt some other programs um because they do have spring practice so late and if you're wondering whether they'll try to push spring practice later um, and just start everything with a schedule shifted back two weeks. Um, that's very unlikely because they are already planning on working all the way up until the last week of regular classes. Um, that, that was a question after Mel Tucker left, uh, whether they would consider pushing back the football schedule even further um, so that the new coaching staff would have a little bit more time to gel and get on the same page before they started coaching. Um, And since they couldn't do it then, I doubt that they would now be able to shift everything back two weeks or instead of doing your three practices a week or you you make it four practices a week. I don't know, but I'm sure they're having those conversations, but it looks like you're probably missing out on a bunch of practice time. Um, And, you know, the, the way the Big Ten, the SEC already canceled all spring sports, not allowed to meet with the team. You're not allowed to gather um, I think I think is the word they used, which was interesting. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a big loss. 
Um, you know, on top of that, you also have a freshman quarterback. Um, and I know this sounds really dark today because a lot of it is kind of bad for Colorado. Um, but I really hope that we're not talking about the coronavirus tomorrow. I think we'll move on. Um, but there's still just some news coming out. And so we have to spend some time on all this sad stuff, which isn't all that fun, but it's important. Um, but yeah, I do think that the, the quarterback situation is a lot tougher now. Um, it, I think that it might give Tyler Lytle a little bit more of a head start um, just because he'll have significantly more practice. You know, he already has the years of experience um, on the practice field, at least, that Brendan Lewis doesn't. You're now, essentially, if, if you don't play spring ball, cutting the amount of practice that Brendan Lewis would have as of day one, that CSU game next fall, in half. You're getting fall camp, you're not getting spring camp. Um, so I, I don't necessarily think it puts Tyler in a better uh, situation to succeed, but definitely gives him a better chance at being the starter. Um, it is worth noting, though, that this coaching staff doesn't know the players. They can go back and they can watch the film and try to see what they do, but until you get your hands on them out on the field, you don't really know what you have. You know, I think that if you were just to look through this roster, if you're Carl Durrell coming in day one, you say, okay, yeah, Alex Fontenot, he's a good running back, but look at what we have in Jaron Mangum right behind him. I kind of like that Mangum guy. And, and, and you have those kind of preconceptions that until you spend a lot of time working with these guys, seeing what they can do, it's tough to evaluate who should be on the field and who isn't. Um, you know, for that reason, you might see more changes in the depth chart in fall than you typically would um, in a normal year where you get to have spring practices. Uh, so, yeah. I think that that's pretty much most of my thoughts there. Before we move on, though, I want to tell you about Inwego, an incredible service where you can get four free tickets to anything you want right now with the code DNVR. So if you go to Inwego, sign up, use that code, you'll be all good to go. The way it works is they have a whole list of events, and you just go through and pick the ones you want to go to and claim tickets. And it's that simple. You know, they have concerts, uh, they have sporting events, even though those are pretty light right now. A lot of them have been canceled. Um, food festivals in the summer, uh, all that kind of stuff. Definitely check them out. Cannot recommend them enough. Over the last couple of years, they've been incredible. So use the code DNVR, get four free tickets um, and go do some things if you want to. Uh, also, want to tell you about our great friends over at Blake Street Tavern. We're opening our own bar, but we aren't done with Blake Street Tavern. Um, you know, I've had a lot of people ask about that because I do love Blake Street Tavern so much. I will still be around there. Um, I still plan on taping about one show a week, maybe, down at Blake Street Tavern. Kind of depends on a whole bunch of things at this point. Um, but Chris Fuselay, who owns it, is a big buff. He was out here this weekend and uh, sitting courtside for the one buffs game. Um, he's a huge buff supporter. And you can know that if you're spending your money at Blake Street Tavern and it's winding up in Chris's pocket, quite a bit of that is actually going to wind up going to see you um, because he cares so much about that school. Also, the manager, Tyler Ziskin, uh, who you guys probably know from Twitter, a big buff. 
Uh, so definitely support those guys, uh, especially right now because they're going to have a tough time. You know, March is the second most profitable month for sports bars uh, because of the NCAA tournament. There's no tournament, so uh, it's tough. You know, I saw them tweeting about they're planning on bringing on 20 staff. They had them all trained, and it was specifically for March. And now they're like, well, what do we even do? And so they're in a tough spot because they don't want to put their employees in a bad situation. Um, you know, that's the thing about this whole coronavirus thing is that it's like the sickness is tough. But even when you're talking about the sickness, it's it's really bad for, for people to have it, um, especially old people. And you don't want to ignore that. But also it's just the fact that takes up so many beds in hospitals and that's what the whole social whatever thing social distancing thing is about you know you've, it's it's not about trying to get fewer people to get the disease i mean if you can that's great it's about having that spread out over a few months instead of just bombarding all of the hospitals right away um so you have that you have all the effects on the economy this is a Buffs podcast, though, so we don't have to dig too deep into that. But just know that there are a couple Buffs and Buffs everywhere who, if you are willing to go out, it'd be great to support them. Also, come come to our bar, too, uh, and I'll see you both. Uh, okay. Um, let's take a couple of comments now. Uh, yesterday, we talked about having some former Buffs on. So... I had a chance to think about how we could go about this a little bit. Uh, the the idea being that we all pick a game, we watch it. Maybe we can pick one for this weekend and say Monday's podcast. We're going to talk about this game. Um, we had a couple of suggestions, and I can see if I can get somebody to come on and talk about it. I do think that there are a couple guys I'm pretty confident in. Uh, but see what Folsom says, games to watch. Clearly the 62-36 game. Yep. I actually haven't seen, have I, no, I've, I've seen clips of that. I've seen a lot of clips of it, but I haven't sat down and watched the whole game. Um, I've wa- I watched like the recap of that one, like a 10-minute cut-up before the Nebraska game this year. That's actually a really good choice. Um, and I believe Matt McChesney was on that team, and I bet we could get him to talk um, because I think he would want to give Buffs fans something to listen to as well. Uh, the Miracle at Michigan, that's another good one. Um, again, I haven't seen it. Like, I've seen the big plays. Um, national Championship, yeah, it's a good one. 1986 Nebraska game. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. That's that's an that's an off-the-radar one. The Enemies 4 fumble game. Um, that was in the 30 for 30. And so, like, I saw, like, again, the clips. I saw the fumbles. I heard him talk about that kind of stuff. But, yeah, that four-fumble game, that's another good one. Um, basketball. Ken has zero chance of going to the NBA draft. Not only is he short for the NBA, but he is not a shooter. Your take that he was giving effort is fine, but his numbers the last three games were not good despite effort. 6-17 of 17, uh, at Washington State with one assist. A lot of that production was late with five turnovers. Utah offensively was fine, but defensively was not good. Stanford was a mess everywhere. 6 of 20, 1 of 7 from 3. Two assists. I wish I could find a plus minus for college basketball. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that it's it's a weird thing because a lot of Kin's value comes from 
him being an energy guy. Like he just seems like the type of guy that you have on winning basketball teams. Even if things did fall apart here, the way he reacted to them makes you think that he could play well um, in important circumstances if he had to. Uh, he's a guy who would fit in in, you know, like a LeBron locker room. You know, everybody hates on LeBron for for being like the GM when he goes to a team and saying, you know what, you don't fit here, you're out, you're out, you're out. And pretty much is bringing in the guys that he likes, the guys that he's played with. But there's a reason he does it. And he he does have like an eye for that kind of thing. And he's built pretty good teams around him. You know, Jimmy Butler took a whole bunch of hate for how he handled things in Minnesota saying these guys don't have it. You know, Carl Anthony towns, uh, Andrew Wiggins, that whole crew, they just don't have the right attitude to win. And everybody in the basketball world got angry. They said, how can you say that about somebody like Carl Anthony towns? He's so talented. Look at the numbers, look at that kind of stuff. And, Essentially, Jimmy has said that's not what basketball is about. Um, and he took a bunch of flack, and now he's winning uh, with a worse roster, and he says it's because the guys that he's playing with just have a better personality. I think that Ken has that type of personality. He's he's the type that you want in the locker room. He'll hold people accountable. Um, it's It's weird to think of him not as like an alpha, it's weird to think of him, and maybe that's because I wasn't covering the team when he was a freshman here, but for him being like your point guard off the bench or maybe even a guy on a two-way contract who's splitting time with the G League, I do think that if he gets drafted, he's spending probably at least half of the, his first season in the G League, maybe more. Um, I really don't think he's going to the draft. I think that there is a good chance he goes undrafted. Um I don't know how much more he has to prove to NBA scouts. Like he has a bunch to prove to like bus fans and like the unfinished business stuff is totally valid. And I think that that's definitely in his head, but what more could he put on tape? You know, I guess he could become a a better shooter, but that's about it in terms of skills that could be developed. And to be honest, I don't know that it would change his draft stock more. I mean, it would, it would change it a little bit, but when you're talking about a guy who's 21 and needs some work shooting or a guy who's 22 and is a little bit cleaner shooting, I don't think that difference is all that big. I think NBA teams might say, hey, we, we can get him up to 38% in the NBA, 37% in the NBA. And if he can go above that, that's great. Um, so for a guy like him, I do think that college success is very meaningful you know because because he isn't an nba lock he isn't just looking at the next level he isn't expected to get a a, you know a a big contract you don't expect him to have a super long career in the nba i think it's definitely on the table and hopefully that's what happens but when you look around all of college basketball he's not one of the guys you look at and say oh yeah he's a lock to have a long nba career um so I do think he's back. I think Tyler's more of a question. Um, you know, and and we talked a lot about effort and personality and that kind of stuff with Tyler. And maybe, maybe he does just want a fresh start. Maybe he does just want to move on instead of kind of come back here and prove to everybody here, whether they're 
on Twitter or in the locker room and say, hey, actually, no, this is the player I am. Let me be the best I can be. Maybe he just wants to say, you know what? I could have been better. I could have put more time in. Um, if I go to the NBA, I can do exactly that and just have a clean slate. Um, so I do think that that would be part of the conversation. But also when you're talking about money-wise, if he comes back and plays like he did those first 10 games for the entire season, then he would be in great shape in terms of the draft. Um, although he would be a little bit older. Um, in terms of a plus-minus for college basketball, I know that we get that um, as as media in, in the handouts we get. So at halftime we get the piece of paper um, that says... Like, here's everything that's happened. Um, we also get, like, the play-by-play after the game. But uh, I know plus-minus is in there. I've never actually looked for plus-minus, I don't think. But it'd be interesting to see what the totals are, what changed over the last few weeks. Um, um, also worth noting on Kin's shooting, um, he definitely didn't play well. He needs to make more shots. 6 of 17, uh, 6 of 20 in two of his last three games. Needs to be better, but again, that that last game against Washington State, the team had four total assists. Four. And that means that when Kin was getting guys the ball, they weren't scoring, and so he had to try to do more himself. He couldn't trust his teammates to get buckets when he got them open, um, so he had to throw up more shots, and that means that, you know... if. When you're talking about the margins, there's there's that number that you want. If if everybody's playing perfectly, then maybe it's a totally even split. Um, but in reality, Tyler Bay and McKinley Wright are better, so they have more shots that are good looks. They they can have a hand in their face and still have the same percentage of making it as somebody who has the hand another six inches away, you know. And so that those change it. Ideally, you want Kin taking 12, 13 shots instead of that 17 20 shots um and the shots he's taking those those extra six maybe whatever it is are lower percentage those are the ones that you would typically cut out uh so yeah he struggled but when the team is struggling everybody's stats will drop it definitely doesn't look good like it definitely doesn't look good and that's one of the first things that scouts are going to look at when they're trying to learn about players it's like okay who is he well this sheet has his height, weight, age, whatever other numbers like that. Here's his season averages um, over the course of his career. Here are the game logs. And when you get to those game logs, why does he go cold late? And then maybe you go into the film and say, hey, this isn't his fault. He's having to put everything on his back. Um, But, again, it's an excuse and it'd be better if what we were saying was, wow, even though he had to take all these extra shots, he was draining them. Um, and that's kind of how many times have we talked about that exact same point over the the last few weeks of this basketball season. Um, it's too bad we don't get March Madness. Uh, I don't necessarily think Colorado would have pulled itself together. I think it would have been a bad bet to say they did. But it's disappointing for sure. Uh, one thing that isn't disappointing is Strava Craft Coffee. The best part is you don't have to leave your house to get it. If you use the code DNVR20, you can save 20% and they'll ship it straight to your door. So if you need coffee and you don't want to fight through all the crowds at the grocery stores, then 
there's your play. It's finally time to try the best CBD-infused coffee that you're going to find anywhere. If you have migraines or IBS or back pain or anxiety, anything, give it a try. And even if you don't, it's still good coffee at a very great price. Um, and it's shipped straight to your door. So again, the code DNVR20, check them out for sure. Also, Breckenridge Brewery, one of our favorite partners. So many good beers. The Hot Peak IPA is the only IPA I can drink. Um, not because of like allergies or anything, but because I'm not very tough. And again, it's no surprise that the only IPA I like comes from Breckenridge. Uh, it's, again, a great value. And the best part is, if you want to try it, Breckenridge makes it so easy for you. Go to the beer locator on their website, and it'll tell you all the different places you can try all their beers. It's basically just like a map. You check the boxes of the beers you want to try, and it'll tell you, oh, look, you can go right here and try everything you want to try. Um, there's no reason not to do it. Okay. Um, if you guys have anything that, uh, any games you think we should watch, we'll, we'll pick one here pretty soon. Um, and get started. I got to get back and get everything put back together at home, um, figure out what I missed. You know, as I'm recording this, the the bar is launching, which is pretty crazy. And there's no big grand opening party anymore because we didn't want to feel like we were pressuring people into being there. And, you know, it's, it's just such a weird thing that's going on, more than anything. Uh, everybody that I work with has been so great and so positive. Um, every conversation we've had has just been about all of the opportunities we have, uh, which is weird, and we don't want to feel like we're taking advantage of the situation, but there are things that we've been wanting to try. Um, we've been talking about having a Bachelor podcast for years, um, and we think that we could do it, and, and that's something that I've pushed for because, you know, as much as we love catering to Denver, this Denver audience, a Bachelor podcast is something that could take off a bigger scale. Everybody watches The Bachelor, um, but... It doesn't totally fit. You know, we, we call ourselves a lifestyle company, but it's it's built around Denver sports, and that's our identity. That's what we all care most about. Um, and we wish we had Denver sports, but when the rug is kind of pulled out from under us, it gives us a chance to try some of these new things. So who knows? Maybe this is our opportunity to do that. Um, so many other great ideas. Um, an opportunity to dig into the tape with Brendan Lewis, see what he's all about, and put something together for you guys to read. Um Again, they haven't been like pressuring us to go to the bar, which is pretty cool. They basically said like, hey, we don't want you to go. We'll applaud you if you don't want to go, but feel free to come and hang out if you think that that'd be healthier for you than staying away, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so again, hopefully I see you at the bar. Actually, no, hopefully. Again, I don't want to pressure you. I know I'd enjoy seeing you guys because it's kind of a sad, dark time and my roommate is going to be gone until Thursday and I don't want to sit alone without sports for five days. I don't think I'd make it. Um, appreciate all you. If you have any thoughts or comments or questions or whatever, leave them in the comment section for today's post. And we'll get to those. Uh, and I'm kind of excited. I don't know. I think we can get weird here. We haven't had a full off-season on this podcast since I've taken over um, in July. But I know that the Broncos podcast, Ryan and Zach... Um, I guess Mace too, but Mace wasn't around for the last offseason. They get really weird in the offseason, talk about all sorts of different stuff. I'm not opposed to that either. I feel like things were really weird at points in the fall, but we've kind of fallen back into very sportsy type stuff on this show. 
Um, not really on tangents, but maybe it's time to get weird again. Maybe we'll do a live or something. I don't know. I'm excited to get back. Um, Vegas is something. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a whole bunch of fun things and get through it all together. There'll be sports someday. And until then there's still old sports things to watch and we can, I think we've pretty much talked about how this impacts the buffs. There'll probably still be some news to come, but that's it. Okay, uh, that's going to do it for today. Next time you hear from me will be when I'm in Denver, which is where I want to be right now. Time to call back Expedia to see if I can get some of this money back for the company. Thanks for listening. As always, bye. I think they like my Colorado See you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hit you. Hey. Hey. And you on your own now. Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Yeah. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it.